Every little girl grows up dreaming about her happy ever after, but most of us don't have fairy tale scriptwriters making sure we get it. That's where the Happy Ever After show comes in. If you have been waiting for a fairy godmother to wave her magic wand and release your frustrations, create the prosperity you want, and live a life you love, then listen closely. It's time to learn how to make your own wishes come true with your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Happy Ever After show. Thank you for joining me. I'm so honored that you're spending 20 to 30 minutes with me learning how to make your business your happy ever after, because that's what you've, after all, probably been dreaming of. And that's the whole reason you started your business is so that it could support a life that you love living. So we're going to talk a lot about that today, including one of my sort of soapbox topics, which is how to charge what you're worth. So we are definitely going to talk about that. But before we do, I just want to mention a couple things. Number one is that my book, Marketing to Serve, is complimentary right now on Amazon. So I made it free for a couple days in honor of being the Deference Press author of the month. So you can go to Amazon.com and just type in Marketing to Serve. It's a book about marketing for those who have a servant's heart and who are drawn to serve and don't necessarily like marketing. So that's your guide to that. So you can go again to amazon.com, type in marketing to serve and grab that. I just want to remind you that my course, Manifest 10K, which stands for Manifest $10,000, is open right now. So you can go to manifest10k.com. And if you haven't already been there, just so you know, this is a course where you get to pay after you manifest. So you do have a $1 tribute to your future manifestations to get started. But after that, it is you get to pay after you manifest more money in your life. So it is a great way to increase your money mindset, get money and abundance flowing towards you, and get to pay after all that goodness is coming into your life. So it's my one of my favorite courses. So I would highly encourage you to go to manifest10k.com and check it out. Before we get started talking about, again, one of my favorite and probably my most soapbox topics, how to charge what you're worth, I just wanted to tell you about, I just got back from or last weekend, I went to a wedding that was also a medieval ball. It was, you know, 400 years. It was Shakespeare's 400th birthday. It was all very cool and amazing and wrapped up in this theme of both love and medieval. And it was in a castle and it was just amazing. I had so much fun. And the thing I want to talk about is the fact that I almost didn't go. So Shakespeare also happens to share a birthday with my sister, her birthday, it was a Saturday. And so at first it was like, ah, you know, it's her birthday. I don't know if I should leave town. We usually do something. I also had invited friends to stay at my place before, actually, ironically, for a wedding that they were going to in Denver, before I was invited to the medieval ball. And so, you know, I really went back and forth about whether I should go. And I really just stayed on the fence literally up until five days before it was time to go. I didn't book a ticket. I didn't do anything. I, I had searched tickets, you know, probably six times. I had looked at different things. I knew I knew by heart the times the planes left and arrived, you know, left Denver and arrived in D.C. And I just, I didn't do it. You know, I didn't know if it was okay to go to, like, make the decision, you know, not be here, you know, 
put my sister's birthday celebration off for a month, not a month, a day. You know, I just felt bad because there were some things that she hadn't told me she wanted to do. And then she told me. And so I really just stayed on the fence. And I don't usually do this anymore, which is why it really hit me and why I wanted to share it. Because always, always, always sitting on the fence is the worst thing to do. First of all, I don't know if you've ever sat on a fence, but you sit there very long and it doesn't hurt. And that's why that, and it it does hurt. I'm sorry. (laughs) It hurts like a lot. The longer you sit on a fence, you know, you're either holding yourself above it or it hurts. And that's where that expression came from, right? So anytime you're sitting on the fence, nothing is happening. What's happening in your life is more unclarity. And that's what was happening. Like everything was just unclear, you know, because people were waiting to see if I was going to book my ticket. They couldn't make plans for dinner. Nothing could be done because I was sitting on the fence, you know, and everybody's waiting on me. And even when I made the decision and I said, okay, I'm not going to the ball. Things aren't coming together. You know, I said, fine, I'm going to be here. Things still didn't come together because I hadn't fully made the decision. Like I said, I wasn't going, but in the back of my mind, I still wanted to go. So number one, I hadn't made the choice that was truest to my heart, which again is very unlike me these days, but it happens still because we're all a work in progress. So I hadn't made the choice that was true to my heart, which made everything else kind of feel ucky. You know, I wasn't super excited about the plan, all of that. And it wasn't until I said out loud to the bride, I'm not going to make it, that I realized how much I really did want to go. And how important it was to me to be there and to attend the wedding and not just because it's a fun party, but because it's someone that's important to my life and how important that was. And the second that I actually said out loud, I'm not going and told the person who I needed to tell, which was the bride, that I wasn't going to be there, it all became clear that I actually did want to go. And when that was clear, holy moly. Talk about everything coming together, right? I just told my sister, hey, I'm going to go. She was fine with that. It actually, which this is the way it works out always, and I know this, but it actually opened up a better plan for her birthday and a better way to be able to experience her birthday for a couple of reasons, which we won't go into. But it, it really just opened up. It was It's a better plan for us to hang out on Sunday for her birthday and celebrate than it is on Saturday. And so that opened up, number one. Number two, you know, I got on, booked the ticket, was like, okay, this is it. And number three, one of the reasons, you know, I had sort of justified, you know, not going was that I had to find a medieval outfit. Well, as soon as I said yes, and I started stepping into the shoes of the person who was going, my medieval outfit basically just appeared. It was super easy, you know, started with a conversation with someone who sent me a website. And I said, there's got to be somewhere. And I know there's somewhere in Denver, which I hadn't thought about before, that there was somewhere I could just go buy something. And of course there was. It's five minutes from the house. I was able to, you know, do everything I needed to do yesterday, head over, get my outfit in about half an hour. I love it. It fits perfectly. I'm ready to rock and roll and go to the medieval ball. And It all came together quickly, number one, because I made the decision, right? And I made 100%, you know, I talked about this on the last podcast about going all in. I went all in for the decision that I made versus when I had said no, you know, I wasn't going, I, I wasn't totally all in. I wasn't all in until I told the person no and totally shut the door. 
And when I that happened and I realized, like, that's not what I want, I went all in on I'm going, this is going to work, and it's going to be easy, right? And it's always easy when you go with what your heart really wants, with what you really want. Like, I really wanted to be there. And when I made the decision that was in alignment with what I really wanted, everything flowed easy. You know, within four hours, I've got everything taken care of, even in the middle of you know, recording interviews and and talking to my editor about my book and meeting with my year-long group and helping them step into their future selves and all of that, it still was easy because that's what happens when you make the choice, number one, when you're all in, and number two, when you're all in with a choice that supports what your heart wants. So we can make a choice to go all in to something that we're actually not all in on because our heart's not there, Right? And it won't flow smoothly, even if you say, well, I'm all in. But if your heart isn't there, if you can't get that on board with what you really want, it's unlikely to flow as smoothly as if you make the choice that's all in and it's what your heart truly wants and what you truly want and how you want to experience your life. So that's number one lesson. Number two is like making the choice is often what we put off and we try and figure out like which choice to make, which is exactly what I was doing. And it's exactly what I work through my clients with is like I was putting off making a choice because I was trying to decide what the best choice was. The best choice is always to make a decision because in decisions come clarity. So because when you make a decision and you start moving in one direction, if it's the wrong direction, you know, and you can immediately turn around. Just like me saying, no, I'm not coming. Within 15 minutes, I was like, no, I am coming because it was clear I didn't want to go in that direction. And we're so often afraid that when we make a decision, you know, it has to be forever. And rarely is that true. Rarely does one decision close every single other door. Sometimes it does. But even when it looks like it does, I have found that it doesn't. Like if you make a decision and you, you know, it turns out like that wasn't the right decision, you actually get back on the path that you wanted to get on quicker and easier than before because you made a decision and you didn't stay in indecision. So just wanted to share that little lesson about choosing what you want to choose and and the importance of making a decision so that you can get clarity on what it is that you want. So I wanted to share that with you before we talk about how to charge what you're worth. This is one of the topics that I see so often. I see it in copy for sales pages. I see it in topics of discussion in Facebook groups. I just see it all over, like how to charge what you're worth. And what I see a lot that bugs me is like this thing that's like you're not charging what you're worth. And so that somehow makes you smaller. So here's, I'm just going to give you what I believe to be the answer. And here it is. You are never going to be able to charge what you're worth. Never. Like, that's just not the way it works. And it doesn't work that way because you're not worth a lot. But it works that way because there are so many, like, what you do, likely, if you're a service-based entrepreneur and you are serving someone and helping someone, you can't put a price tag on the infinite way that you change someone's life. So when you impact or you change someone's life because of your presence and your service and what you have to offer, 
that's an infinite change. Like when their life changes direction or when there is something new that you taught them. So let's say the Manifest 10K course, right? If you learn something about yourself and money in that, that transfers and is impactful in the entire rest of your life, I just can't charge you enough, right, to be like what it was really worth. Like there's no way to really know that. And so that I think is the good news is that you cannot charge what you're worth. So we need to have a different conversation about how to charge and how to set your prices, right? And just because you set your price at a certain thing does not mean you're undervaluing yourself, right? And here's the other thing. You can't fix a self-worth issue by charging more money. Because here's the thing, if you even if you get advice and it's like, oh, you should definitely raise your prices and you don't have the self-worth to support, let's say it's $100 and somebody says you should charge $500. If you don't have A, the self-worth and B, the money mindset to accept $500, it doesn't matter if you change the price on your website to $500. Nobody's going to pay that because it's not in alignment with you and it's not in alignment with what you can receive. And so if you are not open to receiving $500, you're not going to receive it. All your clients will dry up and it'll be crickets. Because again, I'll say it again, you cannot fix a self-worth issue or a money mindset issue by just charging more money. Like that isn't what needs to be fixed, right? So sometimes you can open up and you can charge more and that does open space for abundance. But if you're having trouble, you know, charging what other people are charging, it's probably more likely tied to A, self-worth and, and or a money mindset issue, right? But again, what you charge cannot fix self-worth because it's just charging. It's not someone actually paying you. So instead of trying to raise your prices to fix that, focus on What can you do to grow your self-worth? And if you don't think that there's a problem, don't create a problem, right? Go work on your money mindset. Go work on stepping into the version of you who does make $500 an hour. Who is that person? What does her life look like, right? Because we could come up with things all day that are possibly wrong and are keeping you from charging $500 instead of $100. And we can look at all of these things. We can analyze all this stuff. And I guarantee if we look for it, we would find something wrong. But just because you're you're charging $100 or only $25, whatever you're charging is, first of all, <laughs> before I go even further, let's just accept that what you're charging in this moment is absolutely perfect for where you are right now. It's awesome. And if you're somebody who's been struggling with sort of this whole pricing issue, take a deep breath. Because accepting that it's awesome right now means there's nothing wrong. You don't have to go on a hunt to fix it. It can be okay. And only when it's okay can you take that next step of opening up to greater abundance. And so how do you do that? There are a lot of ways to do that. But my favorite way is getting clear on that future life you want to be living and stepping into that version of yourself, right? Because fixing this version of yourself isn't going to get you to charging more. But if you step into a version of yourself who does charge more, you automatically start charging more. It comes into your brain like, oh, I should raise my prices to $200. 
A couple months later, like, oh, I should go up to 400. Oh, I'm ready to charge 500, right? Because you're being a coach who makes $500 an hour or a service-based entrepreneur, you know, whatever you do, you're being the business owner, the entrepreneur that makes that much money. So how do you do that? So if you want to charge $500 an hour, figure out what that looks like in terms of your income for a year. And then because it's all about who you are, it's not about what you do. So I said earlier, just going into your website and changing a price from $100 to $500 isn't going to fix the problem, right? And I know stories where people actually did just raise their prices because they actually wanted less clients and they got more clients because they were focused on clients, which is, you know, where their focus was. So they were trying to solve a problem by just clicking a button instead of changing who they were. So in terms of money, if it is something that you desire to raise your prices, get really clear about what that is. And you can get clear by playing with it. So play with what would it be like to double your prices right now? And take the amount of clients that you would love to have or the amount of people you'd love to be serving and figure out what that is in terms of an annual income and then break it down into your monthly income. And then start to analyze what does that look like in terms of a budget? Like, who are you? How much are you investing in the place you live? How much are you investing in vacations? How much are you investing in massages when you make that monthly income? And then start stepping into that version of yourself by, you know, acting as if going to, if it means you would be living in a different house, start exploring that neighborhood, right? Go to the coffee shop there. Start being that person. Go there and work instead of wherever you normally work. You know, if it means you would be indulging in more massages or more expensive massages, which if that is the case, might I suggest finding the nearest Four Seasons because the massage experience at the Four Seasons is unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I've heard that from many people. So, you know, if you want to take it to a more decadent level, check that out and go do it. Even if it's once and you'd be doing it once a month or once a week and you're at your future income level, go do that. And the thing is, is just doing those things that step, help you step into that version of yourself, help you start becoming that person. What happens is you actually start thinking like that person because you're being that person. So you might get a, a hit on a massage table about, oh, like who you could offer your services to or how much money you should be charging because that's what feels good. Like that may come on the, on the massage table or on the drive home because you are being that person who's experiencing that. And the best way like is to go be the person instead of just click a button to try and change things. And as you grow in your business, you will then figure out the pricing, right? So the, and the first step really is to accept that whatever you're charging right now is awesome. Like start there. Don't start by looking for a problem. Just start with like wherever you are and whatever you're charging in this moment is awesome and perfect and fabulous. Because we can start working from there. Because that means nothing's wrong. So it means we're just making things better. We're not trying to fix anything. Which, when you look for things to fix, you find more things to fix. 
when you things are awesome, you find more ways to make them awesome. That's just the way it works. You get more of what you focus on. So start by knowing that whatever you're doing right now is awesome. And if you do want to look at prices, don't do them until after you've stepped into the beingness of that person you want to be. And once you've gotten in touch with the beingness and you've done some things that are being the person who's making the income that you desire to make, then look at your prices and go, you know, you want people to get, I like to think, four to five times the value of what they're investing. And sometimes that's hard, you know, like, how, again, how do you put a price tag on if someone's had a trauma and you're helping them and they haven't been able to get into a good relationship since then and you're helping them with that? What is that really worth? What's the value of that? I mean, that's a game changer for life. There might not be a dollar amount that you can charge that's actually high enough for that service. And yet, you know, that service is going to change someone's life. And so you want to offer it to them. So when I'm doing my workshop, I always like to think, you know, like in terms of I like to get someone to get at least four times the value of the workshop. And I know that they do. I know people who have definitely gotten four times the value. And I know people who have gotten like 10 times the value within a couple months. And when you're thinking about terms like that, if you can put it into value, then then do it and make the goal to deliver like they're going to get a four to five times return on their investment. That's a good deal. And price it that way. But don't start looking at how should I price it? How should I do this? Until you've accepted whatever you're doing right now is awesome and you've stepped into the beingness of the person who's making what you want to make, then you can start to look at, okay, what do I want to charge for this? What does this make sense? Right? And I will tell you from experience that, you know, you pick a number and you figure it out. You know, can I accept that amount of money is number one because that's the other thing that plays into this. And that's why stepping into the beingness is so important because you have to be in touch with the person who can actually receive that amount of money. So when you know, you know, when you've gotten in touch with that beingness, you know, often I just intuitively raise my prices. Sometimes it's because my program's selling out. Sometimes it's just because I know it's time to, like, it's giving more value. Like, the better I get at what I do, the more valuable it is. So a lot of times it's intuitive, but I'm always, 100% awesome with what I'm charging currently. And I'm always stepping into the beingness of the person who's at the next level, income level, that I desire to be at. So I'm always, always doing those things, which means it makes sense that intuitively my prices just come to me when it's time to raise them. You know, like I know intuitively they're going to raise in August. I just know that. It's nothing that I could figure out on paper. It just came to me like, yeah, this is what it's going to be until August. And then the price is going to double, right? Like that's just what it's going to be because I know because I'm continually being the person who's stepping into the greater income. And I'm constantly also awesome with where I am, right? I'm totally awesome with what I'm charging today while simultaneously intuitively knowing it's going to be double soon. So... What I want you to really take away is that the strategy for figuring out what to charge, there is strategy sometimes behind it, right? And there's strategy, you know, if you have a front end and a back end, there's strategy to that. But what matters most is that you 
already think what you're doing is awesome so that you're just growing on that. You're not trying to fix anything. You're just growing what's already awesome so that more awesomeness can happen. And that you're being the person who's making the amount of money that you want to be. And then just charge what feels good right now. If you're not charging what feels awesome, that's the first thing to fix. Find a price that feels awesome for no other reason than it feels awesome. You don't have to justify it to anyone else. You don't have to look at a Facebook post and think, oh, but I should be charging this or I should be charging that. Find a price that feels awesome to you because you're the only one you have to justify that to. If it feels awesome to you, it's right. And then start from there. If you want to figure out how to increase your prices, start stepping into the beingness of someone who's making more money, not charging more for their service, but the person who's making more money. And that will open up the path really to figure out the formula that's best for you. But if you try and figure out the formula right now, when you don't think what you're charging is awesome and you're not being the person who's making more money, you're not going to have as successful results as if you accept that what's right now is awesome and you step into the beingness of the person who's making more money. All right. So I just wanted to share. I got this story from Mindy, and she said I could share it. I just love it. I had said in one of the podcasts, you know, just set the intention that you have $5,000 by the end of the month or set an intention of what you want. So she did this when she listened. She just said, oh, I want $5,000 by the end of the month. And this is in March. And March 30th came and went. But by April 7th, and this is to quote her, we had in our possession $5,395. Woohoo! <laughs> and so congratulations, Mindy. I love hearing the stories about how the podcast has impacted your life. You can email me those at Cassie at CassieParks.com. I love to hear them and share them if you are open to that. So I just wanted to share that one before I end today's episode with our mantra, which is I continually grow my income. I continually grow my income. So practice that this week. Say it over and over and really step into the person who says that and check out your beingness from saying, I continually grow my income. Until next week, have a fabulous life and business and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Happy Ever After Show, where you don't need a genie lamp to get your wishes granted. Now that you're inspired and ready to take action, get yourself on the path to your happy ever after by scheduling a complimentary strategy session at createmyhappyeverafter.com 